This week, we explore and plumb the depths of He-Man by taking a look at episode Return of Evil. Listening to Amazingly Terrible, a magical tour of late stage capitalism's child rearing techniques. My name is Adam. My name is David. I'm Matt. I'm still Derek. I'm called Mike. Who would be a better He Man, Colin Firth or The Rock? You know, they both have their own qualities. Colin Farrell. <laughs> or, 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 or Colin Firth and Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh. So I think Kenneth Branagh and Colin Firth competing to be He Man. I feel like Kenneth Branagh has the gravitas to pull off every statement that He-Man says. Yeah. I feel like The Rock could pull it off because that horrible blonde wig that He-Man wears would only look the most awesome on The Rock. Because he would look so out of place (laughs) with a blonde... Did we say that we wanted to see Dave Bautista play Thunder? Yes, or Dave Bautista. Dave Bautista with a giant blonde wig. A blonde wig with the frilly frilly curls on the side and the bangs. It's beautiful. Yes, Dave Bautista or The Rock would be the best He-Man. Great. Well, one would play Prince Adam and the other one would play He-Man, right? Okay, what episode are we going to watch this week, Adam? All right, so this week, episode 44, uh, Return of Evil. Episode 144, Yeah, 144. Yeah, 144, and it's not Return of Evil. Oh, it's season one. Oh, is that how that's... Okay, it is season one, episode Uh, 44, not episode 144. I might have watched the wrong thing. No, I don't think so. Did you watch... Did you watch the link that was on the spreadsheet? Um... I don't know. I, I watched the one where, where Orko's friend shows up. Yeah, that's, that's it. not right. <laughs> it's not his it's friend. Not, no, it's not right. No, it's Orko's enemy. Okay, so the episode of He Man that I watched is Orko's new friend. <laughs> You're an idiot. Are you fucking serious? Well, you better start watching. Yes, like my... I am serious. You're an God. idiot. Damn it's it. called Return of Evil. Yeah. And could, this is amazing, by because the way. Because I'm, I, yeah, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not seeing the. Yeah, I didn't look at the link. This is, this is Who's the new Mike so, now? Because, so I, because because it said yeah, episode forty four. Idiot. I watched me now. I watched fucking episode forty four. That's the reason why. Well, it's one. God damn it! Yeah. Well, I know that now. So I do. I do have a question. Yes. Yes, Derek. Now, was He-Man a spin-off of another series or cartoon? No. Did, did I No, he He-Man no. was Wait. the original source material for a bunch of other spin-offs? Yes. Let me ask let me answer your question with another question. Why did you move the dog before you asked that question? Oh, cuz the dog's supposed to be on the humidor. <laughs> okay. And he Carry wasn't. On. He was Carry he was right there. Okay. Okay, fair, fair enough. <laughs> uh, for listeners at home, Derek moved a stuffed dog. Before asking the question, yes. Yes. Um, I noticed he was in the wrong spot. <laughs> David was going to enlighten us. Yes, yes. Please. David, please please tell me, like, what's the history of, of Masters of the Universe? So getting into the research section of this show, I could yeah. have done research, but... <laughs> but we didn't. But, but instead, everyone's me today. 
Instead, why don't you listen to literally any other podcast? Uh, this <laughs> American that's, that's Life. Right. That's a good point. Uh, Larry Wilmore's Black on the Air. Uh, Waking Up, I'm sure, does an in-depth retrospective on taking LSD and roaming the land of Eternia. There you go. <laughs> uh, I know that even previous episodes of this podcast have discussed the rotoscoping and Battlecat being from a different toy line. That's true. These are all truths. Really, yes. He-Man so, has wormed his way into our uh, collective unconscious and our cultural landscapes. And our super conscious. There's only really one, one fun fact that I came across during the very limited amount of research I did. Yes. And that is Sabrina the Teenage Witch is a spinoff from the Archie Comics universe. Yes. Oh. I didn't know that. Yeah, she is. Melissa Joan Hart was one of my crushes back in the 90s. I'm pretty (laughs) sure she was like all of our crushes back then. I don't know who that is, but let's move on. She's Sabrina, the teenage witch. (laughs) Seriously. If you don't know that, go crawl back under the same rock you came from. So He-Man was the IP then, right? He-Man was the IP. It was developed by Mattel. It is like the proto... Uh, it's really like the proto version of all of the cartoons that we've been watching. It was developed yeah, okay. by it was developed by Mattel, and um, they developed the toy first because they wanted the toy yeah. line first, and yeah. then they made a cartoon, a movie, uh, subsequent cartoon series, spinoff series like She-Ra. Mm-hmm. So, gotcha. It's all over the place, and they made a lot of episodes. Yeah, V Man, one hundred and forty-four. So far. Plus. Plus. All right, so who's going to get us kicked off at the start of this episode? I believe David is summarizing. Summarizing? Summarizing? He's the summarist. He's the summarist. He's the summarizing. Summer rivalrist. So the opening title sequence basically states the plot of the show. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, I think is important for them to do. Uh, for so us. Did anyone figure out where Grayskull is or what Grayskull does or why Grayskull empowers the power of Grayskull? It's a castle. Grayskull's like a it's like a state of mind, man. Yeah, man. Uh, I was hoping you wouldn't default to that trope. I actually, I, I'm going to back Mike's question up here because this this show came out. This this one aired in 1983, which is when I was born. So I remember watching reruns of He Man as a small child, and like I was, I always assumed that they hung out in Castle Grayskull, but throughout the episode, it shows like it shows pictures of kind of the town, the city, or whatever. That they they reside in, and Castle Grayskull is not there. So where did Castle Gray like did Castle Grayskull just appear, and then Prince Adam was just like, oh, "Hey, look, sweet sword! Now I got undies on, and I'm awesome. I'm He Man." No, I'm, like, I'm pretty sure I, I, Castle Grayskull is a remote location, and um, most I believe that the the power that sh- that everybody has it actually comes from the sorceress in Castle. Well, He Man's power does it. Yeah. To Adam's point, I think Grayskull is a state of mind. 
it, it doesn't actually <laughs> exist in a specific place. You just call upon the castle of Grayskull and you like you get the power of He-Man and She-Ra and all of that stuff. It's like Yeah, it's... I did it before tests in high school. I think that was the power of Mary Jane. <laughs> in the episode that I watched, they actually were doing di- dimensional travel through Castle Grayskull. So it seems like it's like a dimensional focal point. Focal it's like, point. Yeah, it's it's a it's the magical place. They, so they're yeah. all hanging but, out. But it's like you... it's like a place that like gathers magic, I believe. Yeah. So most of the time, to your question, Derek, they're hanging out in the Palace of Eternia. That's okay. like the main capital. Uh, and that's where mostly they live because that's where Prince Adam and his parents live. Yeah. And the king of Eternia is uh, King, king Roganar. Is that right? Randar, something like that. R- Ragnar. Who yeah. gives a shit, really? So he was. Like, he, he never shows up. It's always Prince Adam on a stick. He showed up in the episode so. we watched, you dumb motherfucker. Oh, he did? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we that you were supposed to watch. I don't think he actually says anything, though. No, he laughs. He does. At the end of yeah, the episode. He, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that's that's not, like, dialogue. He does. He says, that's why you are the, uh, worthy of being a knight, Sir Orko. Yeah, something like that. Are you sure that wasn't the queen? No, she gives him the medal, and then he says it um, oh. after well, Prince, well, after well, He-Man explains what bravery is. Well, let's stay at the beginning. Okay. So, the opening credits, we do get the show that's shown in the opening credits. That's true. That is true, yes. This, this is one of the few times that that has happened. The opening credits are kind of shitty, and the show is also pretty shitty. Yeah. I agree. Act one, the opening. Orko is bragging about how he's going to become a superhero and defeat Skeletor. Yes. The rest of the main cast tells him to stop daydreaming and serve drinks like the cabana boy he is. (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't actually successfully ever serve the drinks. My question is, is Orko their servant? That's a good question. How about that? Could they overly sexualize these female characters anymore <laughs> jesus mike I, I didn't i will mike i will indulge you for one second and i'll just say that tila has croissant boobs and, and hips that won't lie <laughs> uh i did write why does the woman in white have a dump truck ass on my notes <laughs> but dunk and dunk and it's awesome i okay don't criticize i want to Anyways. All right. There is a crash of thunder. Yes, a strange glimmer appears in the sky, and Orko freaks out. The glimmer? Who cares about the glimmer? Look at her legs. <laughs> yes, it is It is at this point this... that we notice that no one in this cartoon skips like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Except for, Look at except for maybe man, the dude. He's so got this... some calves. The, yeah. the glimmer in the sky looks a lot like the, an original Star Trek energy being. Oh, yeah. Look at that. The glimmer is is a portal used by Aramesh, who arrives and demands access to Orko's secret thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, how weak was the writing on that? Uh, that's exactly like, that's what another I wrote one of my notes. It was that just is some like lazy ass writing. <laughs> I need the secret thing. Show me what you got. <laughs> like <laughs> seriously, that's how that went down. Uh and the other thing I want to bring up, a note real quick, David, before you continue on, is like, 
I, I wrote Castle Grayskull is always intense looking. Like as a child watching this, mm-hmm. for some reason I always you know thought Castle Grayskull was where Skeletor hung out because it was like mean and evil. Mm. And then watching this as an adult, I realized, oh shit! Like that's what that's the source of He Man's power. Yeah, yes, like that's this sorceress lives dilapidated building in the shit part of town. Like that gives him. So I think his power is cocaine. <laughs> I, I really do. You think he has to go to the crack nice. house and get his special dose? By the power of Castle Grayskull. Like, uh, <laughs> here we go. It is the right time period. Nice, nice. Just saying. I, I mean, that, that would be apropos. He just snorts a line and then goes, I have the power! <laughs> yeah. And he just produces that sword. We don't know where the fuck that thing was. And then you see him, like, spray glitter on Cringer. And suddenly he's not afraid of everything anymore. He's right. a, <laughs> totally he's, told you. he's a lot yeah. more up for whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> told you, power of Castle Grayskull. I have some I questions about that, but we'll Columbia get to it later. Bam Bam. So just to clarify here, Aramish is an evil robot made of pure energy from another dimension. He's an electroid. An electroid, yeah. Yeah, and he looks like a combination of a Cylon and C-3PO. Anyone remember He-Man's voice sounding more masculine when they were a kid? Well, yeah. Have you, got, have you gotten to the bit where he actually turns into He-Man yet? No, but no. So okay, so maybe I, maybe that's what I'm remembering is him going from like this to all of a sudden like He-Man. <laughs> well, no, so. that's that's not what happens either. Um, oh. The the one that, that that surprised me was actually Skeletor. I don't remember Skeletor having the. Uh, the high pitched, really uh, like like Starscream Cobra Commander voice. Yeah, I don't I don't know why. Oh, man. oh wow! But I don't. Yeah, I, I remember that one very distinctly. Yeah, Skeletor is very Skeletorish. Yeah. Adam, maybe you and I are like superimposing like male authority figures from our childhood <laughs> into our villains and superheroes, and just mm-hmm. picturing our dads in that place. <laughs> and we're like, <laughs> "Fuck you, Skeletor!" Mm, I like that My you dad, went uh, A to yeah. A to B to F. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Straight to F. Fucking right to F. Straight to F. Okay. So, Act 2, Snake Fortress. Skeletor is watching this episode of He-Man on a crystal ball. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, yes. Yeah. Yep. He comes up with a plan to betray Aramish, a being he's never met, so he can get the secret thing, an object he doesn't know what it is. So, my question here is, he, he has the power to scry on them, essentially. Like, I assume he's just doing this all the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have to assume that he's doing it constantly. Yeah. yeah. So, wouldn't he see Prince Adam turn into He-Man? And he would know his secret? You would yeah. think so. Does, does he hole. Does he not know that? Or does he... Well, it's one of those things where the secret identity does not matter at all. Yeah, yeah. There's it's no another, point. It's another Hannah Montana situation. Yeah. Well, well, no, he, he he does make a very concerted effort to hide it from Tila. From Tila, specifically yeah. Tila, yeah. Well, she's yeah. the only one yeah. who doesn't know. Yeah. Right. That, that's the reason why he has to hide it from her. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Like, he... No. It, it, once Prince Adam turns into He-Man, no one is ever like, oh, where's Prince, Prince Adam? Like, yeah. why... Yeah. It's, it's one of those things that... They're all like, yeah, Adam, we, we know it's you. 
Yeah. Your hair changed one shade. <laughs> you're a jack dude. <laughs> now you're a jack dude wearing underpants with a sword. Yeah, you yeah. just took your like, shirt off, dude. We we understand you did a whole boatload of cocaine, and now you're He-Man instead of Adam. Oh, you're He-Man now. Oh, okay. Okay. Whatever. Go it's save the tan. fucking universe. You can't suddenly yeah, just, become just, more tan, so <laughs> that totally, you know, is the explanation right there. Yeah. Yeah. Just in his mind. Go ahead I, I don't, call him He-Man when he's like, like this. I'm not like all <laughs> and Mike and all meek and then jump out of the room and jump in three tans shader. Or three you have, shades tanner. You have you have to call him He Man when he's that sweaty. When you're looking at the story being told through the eyes of Prince Adam, when he snorts that huge fucking gator tail, mm-hmm. he's that much more tan, that much more naked, yeah. and he's got that sword. And then his house cat he can ride on. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize the cat actually talks. Do, oh, does, yeah. Yeah. does okay. anyone remember that? Yes, I do remember that. But, but I have I a lot of I have a lot he, of questions about this. He he only like talks. Like the cat when he's, has a dick shaped nose helmet. Well, well, the cat only talks when he's Cringer, right? He doesn't talk when he's Battle Cat. No, he does talk when he's Battle Cat. He does talk when he's Battle Cat. Yes. Okay. Did he do that in this episode? I don't yes, remember. Yes, he does. That. Yeah. Oh gosh, okay. I missed that part. So Act Three. <laughs> yep. Aramis the Unstoppable. <laughs> Man in Arms tries to stop the robot, and Aramis says, "Talk to the hand." Well, he grabs Orko, nice. right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's holding he's holding Orko hostage, basically, while he's shooting beams from his hand. Energy blasts from his hand so powerful that Tila is knocked down as collateral damage. Oh no! Prince Adam tries to stop Aramis with a ceremonial shield he grabs off the wall and also gets knocked down. Aramis then takes Orko and scampers away. Nice. So that brings up an excellent point, because right after that, he turns into He-Man, right? Like, he does his special space coke, and he turns into He-Man. Why in the world did he grab a sword off the wall if he clearly has a sword hidden clenched in his butt cheeks this whole time? One that'll turn him into He-Man. Like, why did he go for the shit sword and not the magical sword? Because Tila might have still been awake. Yeah, she might have seen it. She might have seen he that. He literally that turns Prince into Adam. He-Man right after that. Well, She's yeah, definitely yeah. knocked out. And then but he's he like, ah, the wall sword doesn't work, so ass cheek sword is gonna work. Boom, He-Man. I think it's I think they do it just to set up that this guy can definitely take Prince Adam. I mean, I know why oh, they did it. Okay. I'm I'm trying I'm trying to one <laughs> so, and a half beers deep highlight the ridiculousness. So, of this so you're shit. saying they Look, have Derek, to actually, let me explain this to you. They have they have right, to have Matt, an excuse. They have to have an excuse. For Prince Adam to want to change into He-Man to save right. the day, so they have to show Prince Adam getting defeated by this guy. Instead of, well, if Prince Adam has the power to turn into He-Man, why doesn't he just turn into He-Man all the fucking time? If He-Man is so much better than Prince Adam. I would. Prince Adam's a fucking goddamn loser. Hey, fuck you. I don't it's know. <laughs> He's pretty fucking built. I mean, they're both built. Like, yeah, they're, they're the same, li- literally the same guy. One guy's just wearing underpants, <laughs> and the other guy's wearing a leisure suit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, like a, a pink big yeah. Like you can't take away from the fact that this guy loves the gym. Like he's in the gym for like nine hours a day. Yeah, he's deadlifting yeah. all the time. Yeah, fuck it, dude. They don't skip leg day. No, like this guy. This guy is, is to squats what modern frat bros are to bicep curls. Like he's like no, no legs all the time. Um, I mean, it's a good question. I want to see an episode where Prince Adam tries to solve the problem, and he does. And I'm like, sure there, ooh, I, there's the got to be an episode of that. I'm yeah. sure there's an episode where they basically take away He-Man's powers, and he's oh. got to go like save Castle Grayskull without using the power of Grayskull. There's got to be that episode. Mm, I don't know. It's like 
like that episode of Voltron where Voltron gets defeated and they can only defeat the enemy as the separate cats. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So another another question is, so Prince Adam grabs the sword and shield off the wall, mm-hmm. attempts to fight Aramis or Artemis or whatever his name is, energy Aramis. guy. Yep. Uh, and then and then so after he gets he gets blasted backwards by the the rage of electrons or whatever, then he pops up and he's like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go straight He Man." And then he reaches behind himself and he pulls the sword out. Like, yeah. where was the sword in that form fitting leisure suit that he's wearing? Like, where is he That's... hiding it? Is it the sword of invisibility? No, Maybe he's a always grower, no, not no. a shower. Yeah. You were absolutely right with the butt cheek sword, Derek. That's that's part of <laughs> yeah. the power. That's the power part of the power of Grayskulls. They turn his butthole into a bag of holding. When he um, oh nice when before he turns into He Man, the sword is actually very floppy. If you know what I mean, and he just, um, ah, yes, oh, good. Yeah. Well, that happens. <laughs> that happens when you're over forty. So. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Like I said, he's a grower, not a shark. Dude, that's why you got to snort the power of Castle Grayskull, and then it works. Gets the blood pumping. Mm. Who cares that's if you right. can't? You might, you might not finish, but fuck it, A. Yeah. You'll pump for 10 hours. Um, yep. So he, here's my question. He, he does his standard He-Man transformation in which he has a sparkler skin. Wait, hold, hold on, hold on. Before okay. I get to that. Okay, so... What about the castle uh, of Viagra? So, so Adam, what? Adam is lying on the ground, but he's still conscious. Yeah. And and Man in Arms and Teela are lying in the foreground in a composition that only works if they're hovering a foot off the ground. Sure. Mm, yep. Adam comments, "They're okay. Just had the wind knocked out of them." Right. Which is censorship talk for their dead. <laughs> you think we have a battleship yes. moto type situation? I'm okay, everybody. <laughs> I'm not dead, I swear. So he turns into He Man, and he, he we go through our standard animation cycle, mm-hmm. and he he shoots his power into Cringer. But just before he turns into He Man, Cringer says, "Oh no, here we go again." Oh, so you feel like Cringer's being he's being forced to do this uh, against his will. It raises a lot of uncomfortable questions about the nature of Cringer's transformation. Like, yeah. is this a whole different personality for Cringer when he turns into Battle Cat? Like, it seems like He Man and Prince Prince Adam are essentially the same person. Yeah, but yeah. He Man is is extra, right? Yeah, but, He Man He Man's just like stronger, and it seems like he might just be a little bit more. He might be more brave, but that, they never really go into that. It really does does seem that He Man is essentially Prince Adam with with more strength. Certainly, Prince Adam is is willing to turn into He-Man. Yeah, he yeah, likes exactly. it. Whereas Cringer like seems to dread it, but then when he turns into Battle Cat, he's all about it. He's very angry. He's super a- aggro. He gets bigger. Do you think that like this is a different personality? Do you think that like he becomes dumber and is under the command of like the Castle Grayskull powers, or is like Cringer trapped inside of Battle Cat like? terrified, hating every moment and unable to control his own actions. I, I is, it like, like, is it like a Hulk Bruce Banner situation? Or is it like a Or is it like a like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde type situation? Oh yeah, we, right wake, he rest. wakes up after and Cringer's yeah. like, what did I do? Yeah. <laughs> I, or, I think it's like a Hulk thing. I, I think that it might possibly be a Hulk thing, but but I think that there is a pretty pretty good point there it it does this speaks to the reason why i didn't think 
Battle Cat talked when he was in the Battle Cat form. Right. Is because he he doesn't talk as frequently. And I always thought that he did take on an entirely different persona. But it is interesting to think of it as like a painful transformation too, much like 3030. Oh, yeah. It's like... A, there's like the feeling of it is something that he does not like or doesn't desire. You think Whereas that it's 30, just the transformation? 30, 30 does like it, but no, I I think I I feel like it's almost like an entirely different persona. Mm. Um, but it's not it's not even like him, but more. It's not like his id. It's not like his a part of him. I think that I feel like it really is just um much more like uh, being possessed by a supernatural entity. Yeah, yeah, it's forced upon yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. not a part of, of Cringer. Battle Cat is like this external entity, this like uh, extra bit of He-Man that is forced into Cringer's psyche and uh, forces him to become this terrifying creature. It's, it's, really, it's when it, He-Man for, forces himself into Cringer. Yeah, yeah. it's a, it's a really kind of, uh, sort of like mind rape. Yeah. And, yeah. and actually, I'm, I'm going back through. I just finished watching the episode with caption to, to catch up with the rest of you guys. Um, and I'm going back and watching the opening credits. And even in the opening credits, when He-Man changes into He-Man, he points his sword at Cringer. And Cringer, is, he's shaking. He's terrified of the fact mm-hmm. that he's going to be changing into uh, Battle Cat. And he literally flinches as soon as He-Man points his sword at him. So it, it looks like it is... An unwilling, painful yeah. transformation. This is like the guy who like picks up his cat and like blows pot smoke in his face. Yeah, you know the cat is like. Rawr, rawr. Yeah. So, so Adam, are you, are you saying that what Cringer fears the most is Battle Cat? Yes. Yes. I think that it, I think that's that's it. That's perfect. Question. Cool. Yes, sir. What's thirty thirty? <laughs> you're like fired you from even, the podcast you don't even listen to the podcast for, for the new people that might be joining us this week what's 3030 <laughs> for the new people that might be joining us this week go back and watch episode one. Oh, fuck you that's such a cop out <laughs> this is why we don't get new people uh 3030 is a uh, horse sex sexual deviant horse uh <laughs> I shouldn't say sexual deviant. He's no. he's got his own thing. He's got his own kinks. I should be. I don't think they called him a sexual deviant back whenever the horse that we're referencing is. He's in a sexual relationship with a man and some sort of and, uh, creature. Or yeah, yeah, and also seems to be like all about. Um, so it's furry porn. So it's more like and, club. And, and he he also does oh, a uh, God. he does a magical transformation himself from a horse to an anthropomorphic horse. So. Is this related to the Dirty 30, or is that different? Yeah. So we call Dirty 30. So for the was, new people... sexual, sexual... Which we, which we don't do anymore. Which we dropped, yeah. We don't yeah. do that anymore. Yeah, we just address it as it comes up organically. Yeah. The other question I have is, is can anyone else understand Cringer, or can only He-Man? Ooh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Yeah. Is this like a Son of Sam type thing, or is this a... Um, yeah. Uh, intelligent animal creature type thing, the ability to speak. Yeah. Well, he's not anthropomorphic because he's not. Well, I guess we're anthropomorphizing by by putting a personality on him, but he's not actually like 
humanoid, I guess. Can be. anyone well, else see the gray skull when he trans- when Prince Adam transforms into He Man, or does that just happen in his mind? <laughs> well, we've already determined it's all cocaine, so it's probably in his mind. Well, yeah. it takes place in like a no, meta okay. space. <laughs> I, I, I personally have never taken cocaine, but I could not imagine. That oh, then I'll I'm not s- sure you have any bearing in this conversation at all. <laughs> people who've taken cam- only people who've taken cam- cocaine can talk. Right. But as yeah, I'm pretty but- sure none of us have done cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> this seems like more like an LSD thing. So let's not call it cocaine if it's LSD. If he's if he's seeing the castle gray skull then that's not cocaine let's call it what it is it's a really good acid trip not a bad a, acid trip is it, it takes though? place in like a metaphysical space that they call stock animation that's yeah. lsd then <laughs> have not you done cocaine. lsd um not on paper not recently <laughs> not on paper that's funny yeah, lsd um, wouldn't make him aggressive yeah lsd does not make you aggressive it just makes you see things like really cool, colorful flowers and the walls move and stuff. Not that I don't, oh, no, no, not see, that I know or anything. It's just I've heard on the from people on the street. On the street, yeah. yeah. Maybe it's mm. maybe it's <laughs> on the street. Excuse me, sir. Have you done LSD? Yes, I that? have. It's terrible. <laughs> Please tell me what your experience with LSD was like. I'm t- it's awful here. I I'm out on the street. <laughs> Can no, you it's help a, me get home. But, but the street is moving. It wasn't. It wasn't uh, cocaine. It was brown brown. Oh, you no, think it was brown brown? No. Yeah. Brown right brown. after no, he. See, yes, without a condom. Now, see, for both of these effects, it has to be angel dust. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Angel, that's PCP, right? According to yeah. uh, Trading Places. God. <laughs> PCP, angel dust. That our, that was another our, horror our horror knowledge of drugs. Our, our knowledge of drugs coming from all of this random ass pop culture from us nothing. from us like totally suburban uh-huh. white kids guys if we're gonna yeah. do if we're gonna do this show for real we're gonna have to do a lot more research he-man gets on cringer and they ride off and this uh, animation yeah. cycle is not too bad yeah Sign for the he-man showdown mm. he-man confronts aramesh and dodges his blast with flat-footed jumping yeah 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 that he does I still love the music of the transformation, though. It's like jumping uh, straight in the air. Yeah. Uh, there is a bit in there that we've missed in which um, Skeletor is searching the world with an Etch-A-Sketch screen uh, <laughs> looking yeah. for uh, Aramesh. And Evelyn is really, like, nagging him. Yeah, she's in the background saying, hurry, hurry. Yeah, hurry, hurry. Like, Jesus, she's very invested in finding them. Do, do so, you think it's because she's trying to find a new boss? Like she's looking to try to to work for somebody new? I would. Skeletor is a terrible, terrible organizer. Yeah. So Skeletor then teleports Aramesh and Orgo away from the fight and into a cage. Yes, before He-Man can beat them up. Yeah. Into, I, I, a, into a test tube. Into I, a I giant glass tube. I can't look at tube. his hair without thinking about um, Prince Valium from Spaceballs. Yeah. Well, I believe that's a deliberate reference. Is that? Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, uh, seriously. <laughs> wow, dude. Oh, okay. Anyways, guys, continue. Wow. I'm, I'm going to mull over this for a second. 
Aramis reacts to being in prison like the Frankenstein monster. Once he's calmed down, Skeletor and Aramis strike a deal to join forces. Skeletor offers to help get the secret uh, if Aramis agrees to help him take over Eternia. Hey, Adam, if you were to grow out a mustache, like, um, would, would, would it, oh, wait. <laughs> Never mind. I, I was really hoping you would be, like, it would be red and your eyebrows would be black. But mm-hmm. no, yeah. But for, you, you for the listeners at home, I just moved to be looking at the camera and at Mike showing my beautiful full mustache that I haven't trimmed in a while. Yeah. It's yes. gorgeous. Which you've had for years. Uh, Which I've had for years, yes. I, I, I am a goateed individual with mustache and all for years. So Your grays disappeared. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with whatever yeah, you did to... Uh, to I'm just getting health. younger. I'm just getting younger. I, I, I moved away from Seattle for two years. I think the Seattle just had a tremendous amount of hydrogen peroxide in the water for part of the treatment. Sure, so. you just started using that, uh, that Korean beard stuff that comes with a little comb. I, I just um, thought Seattle made you grow pretentious mustaches or beards. Well, no, yeah, I think I think Seattle just have a tendency to turn your uh, facial hair a bit uh, pretentious in and of itself. So that's the reason why I had the two white blobs. I had white spots in my yeah. beard in the past. It, 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 I mean, it was there and it disappeared. I've never seen yeah. someone have gray hair disappear like you did. Yeah. Well, I also stopped working out quite as much as I used to. Like I was working out something like, like five or six times a, uh, a week, so multiple hours a day. Working out makes you older. No, I think it was just different stresses on my body was causing me to manifest different. Derek, uh, can can you confirm that with your with your soulness? There was a lot of there was a lot of stress on his chin. Yeah. The, well, the and, more and, swole you get, Derek, well, does the more gray you get. The, the actually the other thing is I was working. I was my workout. Uh, was Krav Maga, so I was actually like on mats beating the crap out of people and having the crap beaten out of me the entire time. And the person that ran the gym was a germaphobe, so he actually like kept all the mats super clean. So my face could have been getting rubbed in the cleaner every day as well. And that might have done it. I so. actually went to the same gym that you went to for Krav Maga, and I, I can attest that, that shit was... Uh, I thought you went to one in Columbia. Yeah, I went to one in Columbia. I, I helped run one in D.C., and then I... Uh, I got started though in, in the, the school up here in Seattle. So I went to the one in Columbia. It was no joke the hardest workout that I ever had. I literally mm. had like a, a woman who was like ninety pounds kick me to the floor. It was Oh yeah. Hot. Awesome. That's hot. It was awesome. It was is awesome. that what is that what made is that what made you so hard, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> it made me want to come back, but the four hundred dollars yeah, a week or whatever it was, yeah, anyway. They were way Jesus, four hundred a week. I, I don't. It was something ridiculous. It was they it was, they changed from a monthly scale to a weekly scale right after I left. It, yeah. it was mm-hmm. it was a pred- some predatory bullshit. It was something like a hundred and twenty dollars a week, something like that. It, it, it was fuck. a yeah. lot. It was a lot of money for getting my ass kicked by you know. No, actually, that was pretty fun. Act five. It was, it was a lot for getting your ass kicked by a woman, and you can just do that at home with your wife, right? It's, just get Sarah to kick I, I your wanted ass. her to go back. Actually, I could have had her kick my ass anytime. Yeah. My wife. <laughs> All right. So everyone's back together at the castle. The castle. <laughs> When suddenly Castle Eternia, right? Because there are multiple yeah. castles here. Well, this is the Palace of Eternia, yes. Palace of Eternia, the the purple, the pink palace.
So Man-at-Arm reveals that robots don't have the power of teleportation, so it must have been Skeletor that helped Aramesh escape. Yep. Skeletor then shows up and releases Orko. Skeletor and Beastman both show up. Mm-hmm. Skeletor also demands that yeah, he be given Orko's secret thing, or he will release Aramesh as well. Yeah, in the best line of the episode. They say, mm-hmm. what do you want, Skeletor? And he says, a little demand, He-Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, and this was after Skeletor assured He-Man that he did not touch Orko. Yes. In that way. Do you think he did, though? If you know what I mean. I'm, I'm, sh- I'm sure he had to. Are you kidding me? If you were alone in a room with Orko, would you not be looking underneath that rug put, to try to figure out what the fuck he is? I would be putting my hand up there so fast. Yeah. It's like, right in his hand put up level. It is. That's exactly where he floats. And, and you want you got to see what sort of eldritch horror he actually is underneath that. Do you that think if you put your hand smock. up there, it'd be like, oh, what am I feeling? He's like, well, these are the witch's eyes. It's just field grapes. <laughs> field grapes, yeah. yeah. They're like, yeah. this is her hair. It's just spaghetti. Yeah. That's his whole body. <laughs> yes, his whole body is a uh, <laughs> middle-aged man's Halloween uh, I thought I setup. thought you were going somewhere else, like the peeled grapes were his nuts and the spaghetti was his pubes, but <laughs> I'll just see myself the fuck out. <laughs> you should see a doctor. That's what you should yeah, see. Yeah. All right, guys, and that's enough of the podcast with Derek tonight. Fucking deuces. <laughs> well, it, since we're on the topic of Orco, uh, this was something that always got me when I was uh, younger, was the first, and they later redid it in the uh, ninth uh, Final Fantasy game where the the black wizard essentially looked like everybody made fun of him because he looked kind of like an eggplant but it was a a guy in black robes with like a straw hat that mm. was in a similar shape to Orko's but was like pure darkness underneath all that and I was curious if Orko was the originator of that and when the Final Fantasy games were made, they were just sort of copying this um, this idea or this creation from Orko. Or is there some sort of standard for like witches or witchcraft of basically being like a void with clothing? That's interesting because hmm. I, I pulled up with the Final Fantasy IX Black Mage that also made an appearance in uh, Bravely Default. And that's that's an interesting point because it is very very similar. It's a it's a black like an all black creature with robes and some sort of like sloped hood pointed cap uh, that assumes a, a body type physique. Um, and is it just energy? Is it like what is it? Yeah, just a void, just pure darkness. Right. With the absence. Eyeballs. Yeah. Well, what about that's... in Kid Icarus where those guys were actually eggplants? Well, that, that was, that was actually. Wizard. Yeah, and they named him an eggplant wizard, so you knew what he was. But in this instance, for these things, what I what I am theorizing is Orko is actually some sort of eldritch horror, this horrific creature that we cannot perceive, at least we go mad. So part of our natural defense mechanism is to turn him into nothing. Least we go mad. Yeah. How do you lease madness? <laughs> is it like a lease to own kind of thing? Kind of. It, uh, I think so. Like a minivan. Yeah. Mm. Like around four hundred dollars, like a Lexus. 
The paperwork yeah. is a bitch, you, though. You, you can't you can't afford yeah. one, so you just got to lease one. Well, and That's also so. another thought that I had was maybe uh, Orko himself is a dimensional creature, as in like he is actually like a dimensional rift. Space time does not exist where he is. Hmm. Well, they, and thus he they has do nothing. say he comes from another dimension, we learn in this episode. Yep. Yes. And that's how he got his powers, right? Our, our heroes go to Castle Grayskull. Mm-hmm. Or- Orko whips out his secret thing, and his backstory oh, is explained. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and it's a dimension sphere. Yeah. And it was just hidden behind a block in the wall. Yep. Mm-hmm. They just put it behind <laughs> a big block. It. Hey, yeah, go we... get your secret thing. Like, oh, okay, no. And it, and it was like it was the block that was sticking out of the wall too, so it was clearly one that has been removed in the past and put back in well, place. It was the block that wasn't part of the background cell. So. Right, exactly. I'm surprised <laughs> it wasn't a different color. Yeah. They did a good job color matching there. Must have gotten yeah. out their Pantone books. Ooh, artist burn. <laughs> they didn't they didn't take the fucking recipe to Home Depot. They're just like make it sort of close. I don't know what I'm talking about. Meanwhile, the sidekick sh- trick Skeletor and Aramesh into going to the swamp and trapdoor the villain henchman. I'd actually like to point that out. I think that is the very first time I have watched a cartoon or, or any sort of entertainment where the good guys use a trapdoor. Wow. I can't think of any other time where the good guys have sprung a surprise trap on the villains using a trapdoor down in some sort of dungeon. Or, or did anything that was, like, deceptive along those lines. Usually it's, like, they win through virtue and... Yeah. And I was I was very, very surprised through. to see that. It's true. Like, the second half of this... The second third of this episode, they kind of flip the script. Because mm-hmm. the good guys have a plan. Usually the bad guy has a plan, and the hero is reacting to it. But this time, yeah. the good guys have a plan. By the way, can we talk about how Beast Man's name is Beast Man and the hero's name is He Man? I feel like they were just like start like let's name some <laughs> characters like Birdman, Beast Man, He Man, yep. Green Man, Hawk Lady. I'm pretty sure those are all Dump Truck Ass and, Chick. Yeah, they, oh yeah, definitely, yeah, those are all He Man characters. They definitely missed the meeting directly after the brainstorming meeting. Yeah, <laughs> they were they were all <laughs> way too high on cocaine. I the love Power how Castle they literally trip Skeletor into the swamp. With a tail. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yes. It's like, tail. Yeah. Yes. So we go to I mean, the tar swamp. Skeletor Literally. very clearly yeah. does not skip leg day or arm day or trap day or chest day or whatever. But what he does skip is situational awareness day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. It's almost, like, it's situation- almost like Skeletor is the same model as He-Man, just dyed purple. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with a skeleton head. Weird. Yeah, he, he skips face day. Oh, I, why am I laughing? Crickets. It's not Crickets. funny. Yeah, you, it wasn't meant to be a laugher. <laughs> I, I, have, actually, I, was, I always wondered that jokes. as a kid. Is like, <laughs> if why does Skeletor they have like you're gonna drop in on us? <laughs> I, I, well, why does Skeletor you know, have any meat? Like, what does he have any muscles? Right. Why does he have like essentially a bleached cranium as a face, yeah. but then he's yoked? Well, like, did he I just mean, get dissolved from? Is up? is that actually his face, or is that a mask? Maybe that's what happens when we die. We you get, get yoked. that fucking yoked? Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, you ever think of that? Um, your face turns into a skull. <laughs> but you get, like, butt striations? That's amazing. In the action figure, the entire head for Skeletor is, like, this soft vinyl that yes. you can squeeze. 
Yeah, mm. he had like a deformable, squishy head. Oh, like, really? Uh, kind of like uh, Barbie, where her head was like a hollow plastic, and the rest of her body was like yeah. a hard plastic. Huh. Interesting. I just uh, want to know what steroids Skeletor's on. He's got a good cycle there. He's looking good. It's <laughs> all, all natural. Oh, he's, he's natty? Fuck yeah, dude. That's a lot of boiled chicken and rice. Shit. I mean, we know He-Man over here is doing a shitload of cocaine. It's uh, but iceberg, Skeletor, iceberg that's lettuce and, and a chicken breast. That's why Skeletor hates He-Man. He-Man's on roids. Skeletor is natural. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Did, but does Skeletor hate He-Man? I mean, he, he had that scrying uh, orb pretty much pre-dialed into uh, ah, Prince Adam slash He-Man's location. So Excellent point. I think he might be jealous of He-Man and his, you know, his drug proclivities th- with steroids and cocaine. I, I think, think he's more stroking it. He's stroking it I, to He-Man. I think Evelyn, yeah, Evelyn he's, and he's uh, jealous. Evelyn and Beastman, I think, walked in on uh, Skeletor scrying, and Skeletor was immediately like, "No, no, 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 no! It, it, it's it's this other guy. A new guy showed up." Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm looking I'm for that be, secret thing. I'm gonna I'm looking for the secret thing, and this guy's gonna help me. He's also evil, and we're gonna team up. His name? Oh, it's uh, it's uh. Uh, his name is. I wasn't checking off. It, it's it starts with an A. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't stroking it to He Man. <laughs> oh, look at his biceps. Mm, yeah. And like in, in the background, you like he you hear like as one of the scenes you hear Skeletor talking to Evil in like, have you ever noticed that Prince Adam looks a little bit like He Man? I mean, they're both really hot, right? They both don't skip leg day. I would date Evil in. <laughs> well, are we gonna get to that at some point in time? Because I have a whole thing about the sorceress. We'll get to it. Mm. Hey, okay. so actually, can we can we go back real quick? Who was the hawk lady? That's, That's the, sorceress. the sorceress. Okay, gotcha. And so, so she lives in Castle Grayskull. She yeah. is she is separate from the, essentially royal family, which is where yeah. Prince Adam. Yeah, she, yes. no one likes her, so she has no to live one... there. No one likes her. I thought that she was like the protector of, she was like the unseen mystic protector of Eternia. Nah, and her power, her powers are derived from Castle Grayskull, much like Adams, Prince Adams are. Nah, the palace is super clicky, you know, and she just couldn't okay. get in. You well, know? it's it's because of her bangs, isn't it? Yeah, <sighs> she doesn't have those nineteen forties eyebrows that everybody else has. I yeah. did come across one more secret during my my sporadic research. Oh, I think Tila, I might know what it is. Yes, yes, I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Tila is actually a clone of the sorceress. Yep. What? Yeah. Uh, Skeletor was trying to create an evil sorceress, so he cloned the sorceress, and Tila was the result. But Tila escaped from Skeletor, and it was Man at Arms that found her wandering the wilds, essentially on her own, trying to get away from the serpent, the castle of serpents from the serpent's castle. Wow, that's kind of dark. Oh. And and he took Damn. her in and raised her. And technically, I believe technically in the comic books, they're both named Tila. Well, the yeah, the sorceress is named like Tila Na or something. Tila Na, yeah. yeah. Wow. So let me, let me ask a couple questions real quick to kind of establish some backstory on, on He-Man. So He-Man is Prince Andrew, and Prince Andrew, of course, is Adam. Adam's son. Motherfucker. Prince Adam. Prince Adam. Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Prince Andrew. Uh, 
Anyways, so Prince Adam, so he's the son of, yeah, he's the son of the king, and Tila is, I was under the impression that she was his sister, but she's not. No, she no. is an adopted member of the family. No, she's man a, at well, arms. No, no, no. She, she's she's, she's man the adopted at arms. daughter of man at arms. Is, yeah. I, be, I man believe... at arms is literally the man at arms of the royal family. Yes. Yeah, he's like okay. the battle master. He's like their top general, I believe. And he's okay. the he's the one that trained Prince Adam. Yeah, yeah. So if Prince Adam okay. is Paul Atreides, yes. Ooh, I, I, all right. I yep. like where we're going. Go here. On. Got it. Prince Prince Adam Conti- is Paul continue. Atreides, and Man at Arms is Gurney. There we go. Okay, who is the Sandworm? It's, um, Orko. <laughs> it's Orko. <laughs> Orko. Orko's the Sandworm. Orko's the Sandworm. Don't Battle put cat. your hand up in there. Now, I'm pretty sure the sandworm is um, Castle Grayskull, because it's the thing that has transformative okay. power. There you go. It produces dust that can turn folks omnipotent. Yeah, it makes you space travel dust. possible. White yeah. dust that you inhale. Um, so did Castle, did, in, in this in this cartoon universe and everything, did Castle Grayskull just like kind of appear, and then Prince Andrew and these people Adam. exposed to it? <laughs> Prince Adam. God Prince Adam. It. I'm sorry. <laughs> What is I your obsession like, with Prince yeah, Andrew? I don't. I don't get it. Like, do you know any Andrews? Do Jesus you know any? Christ, Ad- how I don't many know Adams. Do you know versus the Are you fucking Andrews a seventeen-year-old? I know what is going on. Jesus, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, I've had two beers. Fuck, man. Uh, no. So Castle Grayskull shows up, and then Prince Adam and Man at Arms and Tila go find it, or. Is that kind of how that goes on? Like, because that that then then makes sense to the essentially the opening where it's like yeah. the only people who know that Prince Adam is He Man are these these three other people, and then you get introduced to this essentially entire royal family at the end of it. Um, I, I'm just curious as to kind I'm of not entirely the sure very basic backstory. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure of the exact origins, but I I think what happened was at some point in time the sorceress was under siege and she was like she was in some sort of weakened state and she was trying to fight off some sort of otherworldly being or skeletor or something and prince adam happened to like answer her distress calls or like be out on his own in the wilds and found her in some fashion and she basically gave him the power of grayskull in order to protect her while she was um convalescing and she was like healing up and getting ready to take all the rest of it. I think I, I, that's what's coming to mind because I remember a fair amount of the go between between Skeletor and Castle Grayskull because Skeletor is always trying to get the power of Castle Grayskull. So is Skeletor a a pre existing villain on their on their world, and then Castle Grayskull shows up and he now like covets that because he wants power. I think or uh, did Castle is, Grayskull show up though? I think Castle Grayskull might have always been there. And it was always like the I believe Castle Grayskull and the Serpents the ca- is it the Castle of, of Serpents or the Citadel of Serpents? Mm-hmm. Well yeah, his Skeletor's fortress. Whatever. Yeah. I, I think that they were always there and it was like Castle Grayskull is the center of the good energy, good power, and the Serpent okay. Castle is the center of like the evil power. I feel the like Skeletor's, that's right. Skeletor's always trying to get the power of Castle Grayskull, yep. though, in order to be like more mighty and be able to conquer the world. Because yep. that's ultimately his goal, is to conquer eternity. I, right. I think Castle Grayskull like, represents the like 
the stored power of Eternia. Yeah. And and the sorceress is like the overseer of that. And she's she's the primary protector, but she enlisted He-Man to be a champion gotcha. of hers to protect her when she needs protection and also to assist in protecting the power of Grayskull. Okay, one more one more question. Is is the essentially champion of the sorceress, so the champion of Grayskull, is that always to to what you guys know and, and who they probably didn't expound upon this. Is this always linked to the royal family? Or is this just so. kind of of her choosing? Who who the fuck knows, dude? Yeah, I, I don't I don't think it necessarily is linked to the royal family. Because I don't think <laughs> from whatever saying, I, I, don't I think was Adam, gonna come back with a smart <laughs> retort to that, but I was like, ah no, that was perfect. I don't think I don't think Prince Adam is uh I don't think anybody is like expecting much of him. I think it's like one of the one of the themes that pops up is like he's actually not well, supposed yeah. to be as competent. He, a, so he doesn't tan him. nearly enough. Yeah. Doesn't wear undies nearly enough. And doesn't dye his hair like peroxide orange. Like he's got this blonde dude. No, peroxide orange, spray tan, muscles, jersey, butt swords. Fucking that's what you want. Yeah, he's like Trump all over again. <laughs> yeah, if Trump was jacked, had amazing hair, was from Jersey, does have amazing and had butt swords. This is, this is what he our, does our, have a butt sword. So he he man us, is Trump. This is, uh, dude, no, this is what us Generation Xers automatically like. You check your privilege, to, motherfucker. I'm yeah, a millennial. Yeah. When, when people, okay, fine, you're a millennial. We're we're all on the cusp. We're like. But when people say, oh, I'm, cartoons I'm sexualize women, they over-sexualize the women, people our age default back to He-Man, and we're like, well, what the fuck's that? It's this oh, jack oh, dude in underwear, yeah. and and we're like, well... Didn't you always want to be a jacked dude in underwear? I, I don't think the objection is sexualization of women. I believe it's the objectification of women. Yeah. Whereas yeah. like He-Man, he is definitely a sex... Uh, he's a sex icon, but he is in command. He is powerful. Yes, he, he has, has control agency. over. Yeah, he yeah. has agency. He has control over his own destiny. Mm-hmm. Destiny. Whereas, like uh, even the sorceress or Tila, they have similar physical attributes, but they yeah. are not in control. They're not the hero. They're they're always taking right. orders. They're never actually the ones that are coming up with the plans and initiating commands. They're the ones that are. Uh, and in the case of a sorceress, more often than not, this is this is a, a bit of an outlier. She's expected to stay home and watch over the yes. castle. Right. Yeah. No, actually, so Matt, you actually bring up an excellent point. I remember as a young child, again, this show came out in 1983, which is when I was born. So when I watched this, it was reruns. And I can remember as a kid with my sister, who was, who was younger than me, like we'd be playing or whatever and it was fun to run around in our underwear <laughs> pretending we were he-man or ww at the time wwf wrestlers right like so I, I i i see what you're saying like they're buff but they're like the in charge guy like i'm pretending i'm he-man i'm pretending i'm you know hulk hogan or you know the ultimate warrior or whatever like we thought that that was cool as as very very small children and we we're just emulating what they were wearing but to your point is nobody was like i'm the sorceress i'm submissive like it was always, I'm going to wear my undies and be awesome and go save the universe. Mm. So yeah. Now nowadays, though, with cartoons, it seems like that there are more women that are in charge. Um, 
in control in control of their destiny and stuff like that. But they're also portrayed as, uh, like in the new Shira series. Does being in control and and being like powerful also mean that you're also lesbian? Yes. Whoa. Yes, that's what it means. Wait, yeah. one. Like Wait, tr- tr- traditionally, <laughs> pump pump the brakes. The new Shira's lesbian. Yeah, it's good. You should watch it it's on Netflix. Yes, she and oh, wow. Katra get oh. together oh. in the end. Yeah, she gets all up in that Katra kitty. Mm-hmm. That's why Mike's watching it. I didn't so, know that until the end. I actually really liked the series. It, I liked it, was, it very much, and I liked it was that a very reveal strong, too. It was a very strong female lead, and I loved it. But it, it seems like nowadays that the strong female strong female lead has to be bi or full-on lesbian yeah that's just how they make it hot but no that's yeah. that's the last Ooh. hurdle when it comes to this this entire thing is in, in 20 years is that is our kids going to be looking back and be like why do yes yes it, it's the last hurdle because the the we're still focusing on power is specifically associated with male traits if you want to see something that's a much better representation of a powerful female character that is using powerful female traits you would go to something like um uh, gravity falls where the the sister is using like her wits and her wackiness and like her sense of humor to overcome uh, the like ultimate evil and it's her ability and her charisma to like and her ability to make friends and her charisma that ultimately winds up saving them most of the time whereas it's not like the the brute physical strength of a character because that's traditionally just a very masculine trait so our kids are going to be looking back at the shit we're watching now, and they're going to be like, "Why is this woman acting like a man? Mm. This is so stupid. Why isn't she like solving these problems using higher level thinking?" Well, Glimmer actually did that. What? Glimmer? Glimmer? I, I don't know Glimmer. Uh, I think he's I talking about first. So he's talking about the She-Ra on Netflix. She-Ra is actually really good, and it oh. is, is based off of the He-Man. I agree arc of and i will and watch we're, this and we're not actually, yes and we're not actually sure if if glimmer it is gay or straight or whatever but it, hey man why does it matter hey, it's a it doesn't man. that's that's the thing it right now we're, we're trying to make a big deal out of one or the other but in the end it really shouldn't matter but there's enough people who care that it's driving the the narrative I'm just looking forward to the day when everybody's fucking each other constantly and everybody's just one race because we're all polyablation, whatever it might want to be. <laughs> nice. And that's from, like when true equality pops up. Then we yeah. just have to worry about the aliens. It's true, not true equality is what I call my you as a white cis man. That just I'm, just, I'm just here to volunteer to be a mech pilot for when those <laughs> aliens show up. Yeah. You're, well, you're gonna be a uh, a polysexual mech pilot. <laughs> I, I feel I feel I feel like my mech pilot days are, are slowly getting behind me. So let's invent these mechs so I can go be one. I mean, the best thing about mechs is I you know I bet we could drive them when we're old, yeah, right? It, they probably, make they're yeah. like it, it, all they need is a be, warm body in them. It, I'm just waiting for my board through, body. As long as we don't do it Pacific Rim style. It, no, no, have, it's like, neural in, interface. So so long as your brain's still good. You're going to be able to pot those mechs. Uh, we we got a problem. Yeah, what if yeah. we got my brain? 
<laughs> so long as you're not geriatric and um, uh, the thing where your brain uh, slowly just dementia, which <laughs> dementia, that, that thing, yeah, the one where you can't think of so the names the of things, where you can't think of. All the right, names. let me let, let me wrangle us back on the track. Yes, uh, right. David. Like let's okay. let's keep going yeah, and then we yeah. can devolve into this nonsense when we're so done by with the synopsis. Grayskull. So back I to the cartoon. Yes, sir. Pronounce this back to the. Cartoon. Thank you. Just big cat. Just log mm-hmm. jam us to the end of the cartoon episode Battle so cat. we can get dumb. Yeah, he keeps calling him big cat in this episode. Yeah, he yeah, does. yeah. I think that's he does. His pet yeah. Name yeah. What's the what's the deal yeah. with that? Hey there, big cat. So David, big please. Cat. Trips Skeletor into the tar and then does a Muttley laugh. Yeah, he does. <laughs> That's what it was. God, I was like, what does he sound like? It's Muttley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's That's super so, weird. So, oh, well, David, thank you. God, I was stressing over that. What the so, hell? Orko opens a portal and and flees through it, chased by Skeletor. This was part of the plan, but Aramis sees through this trick and stays in Eternia. So He-Man is forced to throw the robot bodily through the portal. Orko then comes back out of the portal, and Zoar closes it behind him, trapping the bad guys in Orko's home dimension. Orko really hates his family, doesn't he? Yeah, (laughs) he does not have good relationships. He's like, you fucking deal with this. Aramis drains He-Man's energy, so He-Man does the silliest fall down, front fa- face first, mm-hmm. after he throws Aramis through the portal. He doesn't really drain much. I mean, because he can lift and launch that dude like a good 50 feet. Well, he's just so mighty. Yeah. I mean, he's Yeah, in the He-Man. In the episode I watched, they actually went into his strength by having him juggle three millstones that each weighed one ton apiece. Wow. So, oh, no shit, really? Yeah. That is that is quite heavy. That was the episode I watched. So three three one-ton stones Zor- is three literally as much as, as a muscle car. Yep. And the only reason I know that is because we own one, and we have towed it all around the United States in our military moves. And I know it weighs <laughs> 3,600 pounds. Jesus. Um, did, did you tow it so, just because of Did you keep it just for those military moves so you could get the extra cash? No, I, you, I kept it because okay. I bought it for my mom when I was 16, and she bought it brand new when she was 18. Oh, wow. So, wow. Yeah. Nice. So uh, Zora, the sorceress, turns. Mm-hmm. She transforms her back from being a uh, bird into a woman. And. Um, I have here in my notes. You're a woman. Zora needs a sandwich because she's got, she's thin. Yeah, she's like unhealthy thin. Yeah, she, she reminds me of one of my old, boobs. She reminds me of one of my old wolf trainers, actually. She does not look healthy at all. I think that's part of her character of why He Man needs to defend her, protect her. All of her weights yeah. in her boobs. Well, no. she's like sickly. Evidently, He-Man is the guy who's eating all of the food that is going to her. Because, like, no matter how much steroids you do, you cannot get that big without eating calories. <laughs> so He-Man, He-Man's like, I'm sorry, Sorceress Zora. I ate all your chicken. Meanwhile, back at the palace. So, yes. So the wrap-up. The Queen Knights Orko. Idiots laugh at nothing. Yeah. Yes. Yep. That's it. 
I this is one of the first times I want to mention uh, we actually see two people who are not characters who are not named characters. This is one of the problems I had with He Man overall is like it, the world just feels empty. But in yeah, this scene, yeah. we actually see two other guards. And to be honest, I I I know this has been kind of repeated multiple times in in cartoons and and whatever is the trope of like when you're scared, that's to be brave or whatever. I I did not expect that at the end of this cartoon. Oh yes, yeah. the, like I, I didn't I didn't think there was the whole the like one. the South Park mm-hmm. lesson, you know, moral lesson with with. With at least this show, I thought that was a little bit later in the '80s that they started to mm, do that. Nope this this was the archetype for that, and every single episode had its own bespoke button that talked yep. about the lesson. Yeah, there's oh, a no PSA shit, really. by yep. Tila, and yep. it's kind of a weird PSA. The message is: be afraid. Yes. Be very afraid. <laughs> the, her her final message is: listen to your fears. <laughs> Listen to your fears, because that's the only way you could be Fear is good. Brave. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess so, maybe. <laughs> Fear keeps you out of trouble. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yep. Stay out of trouble. Yeah, yeah it might it just keep you out positive. of trouble. Listen, kids. If you think that you might be in danger, it's probably because there's a stranger. <laughs> God, what is Jesus wrong with you? Christ. I'm going to sigh and roll my eyes, but Mike never change. Yep. <laughs> I wish they carried a little further, though. I, I mean, like, I wish they would spell it out more uh, explicitly and be like, hey, kids, adults don't have it together, and they're afraid all the fucking time. And that's just how people work. Welcome to your existential crisis. Your parents are just making this shit up as they go along, too. Dude, could you... Could you imagine if you told that to a small child, they would just be like imploded? They're like, oh fuck! Yeah, and, and, like at that age, kids need to know that adults have their shit together. If you told them, "Hey, kids, sometimes adults don't know what the hell they're doing, and they kind of just go along with the flow," and they're constantly racked with fear and guilt. They're r- yeah. racked with fear and regret and guilt. And everything that they've done, they look back on in horror. Kids would be like, oh, my God, what the fuck am I living for? See, here's the thing. Do kids need that? Need that, Or do we need that? And we tell yeah. kids that we have it together and things are okay. Uh, okay, so I could tell you for a fact that kids have anxiety. Sure. The, one of the best things that I taught my kids is kid-sized problems and adult-sized problems. And no, hear me out here. So when they come to me and say is the world really going to end because there's over-pollution? I'm like uh, dear daughter that is an adult-sized problem. Don't worry about that right now, okay? <laughs> and let me tell you, I, I tell myself that is a future Mike problem all the time. Should yeah. I change my oil right now? No, fuck it. I'll wait till my oil, like, until my car makes horrible sounds before I change the oil. No, a, a, a kid-sized <laughs> problem and adult-sized problem helps them separate out, oh, he stole my Legos. Kid, that's a, that's a kid-sized problem. Go and sort that fucking shit out, okay, on your own. <laughs> this but, all seems to be ways for you to avoid responsibility of explaining the but, yeah. but when they say, you know, hey, is a tree going to crash into our house and... 
leave us homeless. I'm like, oh, yes. that's an adult sized problem. You don't have to worry about that. If a tree comes crashing through our house, I will deal with that. There's something called insurance and a lot of things that you don't understand that will make that problem go away. So I, I have a quick question. Is this setting your kids up to uh, force themselves to grow up faster? Because because if they're actually thinking and having anxiety about the quote unquote adult problems, does that mean that they're going to try to be adult faster so they can try to help deal with that problem? Yeah, and also why are they so worried about this tree that's looming over your house and looks like it's going to fall? Yeah, jeez. Why don't you cut the tree down, Mike? Yeah, Mike, why don't you deal with that adult <laughs> problem? It, it's it's a exactly. normal fucking tree outside of anyone's house. It's a maple, so yeah, it's softwood and it could come crashing down into the house. I have thought about that too. But, maple is decidedly not softwood. Oh, what the fuck? planet are you on maple's hardwood yeah that's what i named my dick uh, i'll show you some hardwood yeah. uh, no i'm mm. pretty sure maple is the softwood okay this david let's fight about anyways fight about this. regardless no but i i've separated out adult-sized problems and kid-sized problems because one it's easy for the kids to be able to understand problems that they could solve themselves which are you know kid-sized problems and the the problems like when me and sarah are talking about money and they're mm -hmm. like oh my god what, what do you mean that you might not have money for the future when sarah and i were having a casual conversation about retirement you know 30 years from now i'm like oh don't worry that's an adult-sized problem and she has separated that out as something that's not for her to worry about because Sarah, when she was a kid, constantly worried about money because her parents talked about being poor and being broke and being uh, stressed about money. And it was a source of stress as even a seven year old child thinking that her parents didn't have enough money to survive when they were just casually arguing about money. We have said, look, there's things that you can internalize and, and conceptualize, which are kid-sized problems like Legos to fight over and, you know, who gets to watch the iPad versus conceptually adult problems, which are future financial decisions and stuff like that. So we say this is an adult-sized problem. You don't have to worry about that. Just don't even worry about it. And she literally forgets about it. She just says, okay. I don't worry about it. But the kid size problem is is like who should take the dishes and put them into the sink? If who should her, do that? If her and my son are fighting over that, I'm like, this is a kid size problem. Sort it out. Figure it out. And she says, Okay, fine. I'll take the big plates and you take the silverware. And it makes sense to them. So that was like the whole idea that I was getting at was that kids can internalize and and process the difference between big problems and little problems. You're a good dad, Mike. Yeah. Thanks for hearing me out. And I'm going to actually course. add a bit of this whole conversation is a uh, adult problem. A bit, a bit of credence to what Mike <laughs> said about maple earlier. Oh god. <laughs> my phone. There is there is no no shit. There is hard maple and soft maple. Oh, okay. Wow. I didn't know that. Damn. So maybe maybe he has soft maple trees. I always said that on his about property. Mike. <laughs> I, I am a soft maple. <laughs> My, Mike is soft maple. I am a soft maple. Um, no, because most most maple is considered 
hard maple. Um, it's soft maple is technically considered a hardwood, but it's softer than hard maple. Anyways, let's get off this topic. <laughs> softer than <laughs> all, hard all I know is that the maple in my neighbor's yard cracked over the last storm, and um, every time I go out to saw it, it's it literally takes like. And it's burn the shit out of that. Okay, maple, walnut. What is our next segment? No, maple, 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 maple. Our next. Well, if we're talking about kids, then let's go ahead and ask: Would you let your kids watch this? I'll go first. Yeah, I mean, yes. It wasn't a very good cartoon, but there was nothing that made me think like, meh, nah. I kind of agree. I mean, it's got like all the inherent patriarchal pop. Patriarchy problems, but you know they're they're omnipresent. So yeah, I'd probably let my daughter watch this. Out of context, yes, I, I would probably let them watch it because there's nothing inherently red flaggy about it. So yeah, mm. it's pretty innocuous. Well, it's it's it innocuous is, it, at best. At the and at the time, it was actually probably pretty woke because Tila is a very strong character. She has. Going back to what we were talking about earlier, she has the more masculine traits, but she is a very strong character. She's actually yeah, she, the head of head of the guard. She she protects. Yeah. She is Prince Adam's protector, and she's, it, she's she, very strong eyebrows. She yeah. also, when she gets in a fight, she actually does kick a lot of ass. She's oh. actually very um, battle hardened. Is that the right terminology? She she's definitely sure. competent when it comes to the ways battle hardened battle sounds... and fighting. So, kind of misogynistic. We gotta get away from words like hardened. Yeah, she's battle yonic, battle tempered. Yeah, battle tempered. She's battle battle flexible. Battle annealed. Battle annealed. There you go. That's actually awesome. Okay, I'm I'm gonna use that. Let me tell my my story real quick before we get too much into it. Oh boy. So so I mentioned the he man story. Um. Those of you that, that grew up with me, you recall that I used to have bunk beds, right? <laughs> Everywhere. I do, yes. All of your I, houses I, had bunk beds. I, I always slept in the top bunk. Uh, that started when I was uh, six years old. As any self-respecting child should. Yeah. And, and it, it went on probably for a little too long. I think until I was like 15. Um, I mean, I slept in a loft bed until I went to college, so. Yeah. Did you have bunk beds because like people came to visit? Or you just had people a bunk. People would come to visit, but I I just wanted to be sleeping in an elevated position. I thought it was cool to be. Okay. The, the patriarchy runs deep. So, um, <laughs> are you fellows um um familiar with uh, Daki Makura? No, I've never met Daki the, Makura. The the Japanese practice of forming a relationship with a anime character on a body pillow. <laughs> I think one of us is, but not me. <laughs> I okay, didn't realize, so, of course there's a Japanese word for that. Of course. Well, that really what it was is when I was six years old, my mother was very afraid that I would roll out of the bunk bed. So okay. she, so she made for me a full length body pillow in the shape of He-Man with a He-Man print on it. <laughs> so until I was a little bit too old, I essentially had a like four foot tall He-Man's 
quote-unquote stuffed animal. Oh my god, Adam, I think I remember it. <laughs> you remember ex- this, right? Yes, yes, I remember yes. it. This explains so much. This is fucking amazing. <laughs> no, it's fucking He-Man. This is awesome. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Adam is fucking He-Man. Adam but this is He-Man. fucking amazing. <laughs> okay. So, so I, do, we... I do remember it. I Honestly, I didn't think it was that, it was that weird. And yet, no, and, and honestly, it wasn't that weird until I think back on it now. Because uh, there was nothing toward going on. If anything, I would just like beat up on the. On the it was a pillow. Because it, yeah. mm-hmm. it was a giant pillow. And so I think that my, my biggest concern when I was younger was the fact that like we had to like wash it a few times and it got like deformed. And I had to like stretch it back out and like beat it up to kind of get the stuffing on the inside to spread back out. Right. I did that with a comforter but, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But it's uh, looking back on it now as an adult, it was a bit weird. I think it's a sweet story about your mom trying to protect you and make no, no, something so. that you uh, cared about. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I mean, good. I have yeah, no idea the, where it is now. I have no idea. Where the actual, is. like, kind of analysis of it is exactly what Matt said. Mm. Like, your mom took a character that you liked to make sure that you didn't roll off your bed. But us, as terrible uh-huh. fucking human beings, <laughs> in our late 30s, early 40s, are going to be like, how many times did you hump He-Man? Yeah. No big deal. I mean, it is weird that she left that pocket for you to put a rock cantaloupe in to fuck. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, your mom cared about you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> rock with the cantaloupe. Only the Jesus Christ. Hit the, hit the pause button. Uh. Top. Stop. David, Yo. next topic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Because so, we got real fucking sidetracked. Gotta, gotta get us yeah. way off topic. What's the next thing? Don't yeah, to start about it, it, is, it is 10.30, and I have to get up early to train tomorrow, so let's hit all the things. So, should we keep He-Man on the list? Yes. Yeah, Yeah. sure. Yep. Oh, wow, that That's was as easy. fast as we that. Easy. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, I think I think He Man He Man has a special place in all of our hearts, regardless of how good it is. No, seriously. Like, yeah. I, I remember He Man. Got a special place on my pants. I mean, the very, animation very well. is shit. The music is weird and terrible. Uh, yeah. The voice acting is atrocious. Yeah, but yeah, uh, was, I want it around. I I actually didn't even listen to this when I was watching it on closed caption while we were uh, doing the podcast in the first part because I didn't hear it. In this episode, did they do the same weird thing where He Man's voice echoed? In mm-hmm. Prince yes. Did it? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yes. I, I thought that was very strange. He Man has like He Man. Well, I have a follow up question then. For Christmas, do we want to do the He Man and She Ra Christmas special? Yes, 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 yep. yes, yes. absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. It's a gift over to the, ourselves uh, over the Star Wars one. Yeah, Fuck yeah. Like the Star Wars one is is known to be bad, and we're just gonna seriously highlight shit that like everybody knows. Well, to, to but they now this for, for, that's gonna be good though. We we did we went into I mean, like it, dimensional it, travel. We went into like a, like a lot of things that are going on as far as the mystic side of things in Eternia. But Eternia, there are also spaceships. They are a spacefaring culture. There is like there are people from other planets and other dimensions, multiple other dimensions that come to Eternia. So this has the potential to be a lot like the Star Wars Christmas special in the sense that we might go on some sort of weird space adventure with a holographic dancing. Uh, ballerina that Leia watches while she gets drunk, you know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm in for that. But I just think that the He-Man one would be more fun to watch. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for that. I want to do He-Man. 
Okay. I'm, I'm all in. I mean, I mean, I mean, I want to, I want to watch the <laughs> He-Man special. I don't want to, I don't want to do He-Man. That's, uh, that's in my past. Adam, stop. <laughs> yeah, you do. You, you don't have to phrase that in the future, Ted. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I, that, that's okay if you do. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the episode that I watched was a lot better for Amazingly Terrible because it had no Skeletor, no main bad guys in it. He was fighting somebody called the Slave Master and Jawbreaker. And Jawbreaker was the most generic looking robot you could possibly find. Adam. And it was almost like the, the artists were saying fuck you to the creators because the creators kept on making more and more intricate toys that the artists had to keep drawing. So when they got to a point where they didn't have toys to work with anymore, they just made up their own thing and they made it as simple as possible. Yeah, just because you okay. watch the wrong episode doesn't mean that you get to apply... You keep yeah. talking about it. I just shut up already. You don't get to apply this like really like existential thought to like the current episode that we're in. Yeah, you stupid motherfucker. Fair yeah, enough. Just try to use big words like existential in a sentence. Fair enough. Adam, I'm, just, I'm on team Adam. I'm just delaying. Like, I don't watch wanna... whatever episode you want. I've got nothing for the one universe theory, so... Uh... I thought we stopped doing that too. <laughs> no, oh, we're no. always forever we're doing you want a universe. I think one universe is like the only bit that's going to stay the course. Yeah. It's the only... So the one universe think... bit is the only thing that's no wait that doesn't rhyme. What <laughs> <laughs> one one universe bit's the only it's the only one that won't quit. Bit. There, there, we won't quit. there we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. So the so the so the one universe bit is the only thing that I forgot already. Won't Jesus quit. Won't quit. Holy but no. How much have you been drinking? Uh. Not that much, actually. I've only had two. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Derek. Two huge. I've only had two. Um, and to, to your last point, Matt, where you were talking two thing, about how two thingies. Eternia two, two. seemed so empty. Yeah. Uh, the episode that I watched, uh, Orko's New Friend, they actually went to a, a town that had tons of extras hanging around the town. There's slaves all over the place um, in, like, the bad guy's lair. So there's actually, like, a ton of... Of background characters. See, I think that would be interesting because I certainly remember when watching their cartoon as a kid thinking like, who the fuck else lives here? Yeah. It, I, I felt the same way about Thundercats, which I think actually is an empty world. It was like, yeah. there's nobody yeah. else yeah. except the heroes and villains. There's no so stakes. Can I actually, yeah. can, can I motion to make, since we've decided to keep He-Man on the, uh, Kind of on the docket. Can we make the next episode the episode that Adam watched? No. <laughs> okay. No. Yeah. Eh, <laughs> I, I, Adam I wasted all of our Derek time. Yeah. Because it, it was it was my so fuck awful. up. So nah. the next time we roll He Man, the next well, uh, no. I, I would right. like to co-sponsor Derek's bill. <laughs> <laughs> this is not Congress. This is a. Mm -hmm. This is a. This is horrible. This is worse. I don't know. Do you know what Congress does? Because this, this, this is a David Tater. This is a quorum of idiots. Mm. Nope. This quorum is of a, idiots. Uh, I know that, that needs be... to go on to our tag of next time. Yeah. This this is a quorum of idiots. This is a David Tater ship. It's gonna David, go to David Tater ship. That's when David eats potatoes. <laughs> Yep. On a boat. Da da yep. We're going to have oh, one I... episode where David just eats French fries. And brings his laundry the entire over. time. I thought that was when you shipped me with potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> we put you in a potato crate. 
chipped you across. Yes, David yeah. and potatoes forever. Uh, what is our next segment, David? Oh, well, let's stick with the one universe theory. All right. Oh yeah, one universe theory. One universe theory. One universe. Theory. So I'm seeing, I've seen Eternia as a kingdom that was founded by Thundar. I so there's a lot of similarity between obviously between Thundar and He Man. Yeah. Uh, significant amounts of overlap. Yeah, I can I can, I can definitely see that. But I would I would actually take it even. I would take it as far as the timeline goes, one step beyond that. Because in Thundar, they're still isolated to Earth. And mm-hmm. in, in, in Eternia, Eternia is a, like a dimensional gateway hub that connects all of these other dimensions. And they have space flight that is like easy enough that an idiot could, could use it to travel off planet. They do in the initial part of the episode. We we um, we kind of we scan over a planet that's clearly not Earth. In fact, it looks like a first time uh, Dungeon Master's campaign map. (laughs) (laughs) So I would actually disagree with that. And the fact that Eternia looks like Earth, Mm. like it has, it looks like North America connected to South America with a really big Cuba. yeah, a, a humongous Cuba. Like, is this Earth? Well, the planet's 3, been 000, devastated 4, multiple times. Yeah, Earth has been devastated multiple times. There's probably tectonic shifting that's just been. No, no, it's gone. probably into, carbon dioxide. So, if we go back into the whole like uh, battleship Yamato thing, where Earth is, you know, oh, okay, fucked itself up. No, no, yeah, like, is this yeah. is this Earth? I, I like this. A bunch of millennia in the future. Matt, I this love is like. You. This is the re-terraformed Earth that has gone f- even further in the future, past yeah. the this is source, a, citadel of sorcery. Yeah, so we're going to say we're going to say this is Earth. Eternia is Earth in the far flung future. Past, I could yeah, I could see like Castle even, Grayskull being the last citadel of sorcery. Ooh, yeah. And another similarity with with Thundar is they go to a tar pit in the swamp. For no reason. Uh, true. So it is. Re- it's relatively it is close true. to. This could be Aragoth's Citadel of Sorcery. This could be the last think, one formed. Do you think that He Man is a clone of Thundar, or a descendant? Hmm. Well, I, I think, think it's a descendant. Yeah, there's there's a clear royal family. True. So Thundar we... boned down on on uh, He Man's great great grandmother. But I, I think I think you got a good point here in the fact that like we've looked at Earth like as we know it. It got destroyed, people left, people came back, we have Planet of the Apes, and then it continued to essentially evolve into what we see now with, with He Man. Yeah. yeah, and in He Man so. there's all these different races. Like clearly Beast Man is another race. Yeah. yeah. Uh each well, of the different mer there's like a merm creature. There's all these different yeah. Yeah, like, like creatures creature. that are, are different races of subspecies of human. That that also could yeah, be the result like... of human Muppet hybrids. So Oh yeah. yeah. Way in the future. You, so, Beastman does look like someone fucked animal. Yeah. So yeah. the important thing to note here is that no matter how badly we fuck up the earth, things will go on. Life will go on and 
Life finds a way. <laughs> Life yeah. finds a way. And beast, beast man will show so up. And we, we don't worry just, about it, Mike. It, 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 it's an adult. Uh, it, this, yeah, yeah, this, is, this is an adult problem. adult-sized problem, and everything will go away. So we could fuck up the planet as much as we want because oh, everything will be okay. Mm-hmm. So, kids. And it, throw away your plastic. It doesn't fucking matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Drive dude Hummers. Who never skips. You're not dead. killing humans. You're killing your lifestyle. You're, yeah, yeah. 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 You're not killing the planet. You're only killing, you know, your parents, and they'll be they'll be dead and long gone, and something better will come along, or just okay. different. So once once Thundar finally defeats his, defeats all of the sorcerers. His descendants wind up becoming the rulers of Eternia, while the descendants of shit. What's his? What was the sorceress's name? Boy. No, oh. the sorceress. Fuck Zara? Zara. No, that was from Planet of the Apes. Zora. Was it Zora? It, it's Zero. Was the Planet of the yes. Apes? Okay, so Zora. Zira and Zora, okay. Zora winds up taking over the final Citadel of Sorcery, and she's the one that winds up progressing the magic on the planet to the point where it's stabilized through the focal point of Castle, Castle Grayskull. Grayskull. And the Sorceress, she is actually the Sorceress. She is the eternal form of the Sorceress mm. that was given secrets by Starsha in order to continue on and maintain a a peaceful civilization that would act as a hub of actual civilization throughout all of the universe as Starsha was approaching the end of her age. Mm-hmm. So she took on the mantle of Starsha while also protecting Castle Grayskull. But it's not her... a peaceful civilization. They have tons of, like, weapons, and uh, they're constantly finding Skeletor. She can cast a spell on me anytime. Jeez. So where did... <laughs> so where did... Cat? I... I... Adam, I'm totally on board with all this. Where did Castle Grayskull come in? It's the final Citadel of Sorcery. Sorcery. That Ariel, that Ariel, the sorceress that befriended Thundar, is guarding. And Ariel turns into... The sorceress. Zora, the sorceress. Whoa, what a twist. This is good. And it is her, her good friend Thundar's family descendants... The descendants of her great good friend Thundar is, are the ones that she has been watching over, and it wasn't until Prince Adam, the one that looks exactly like Thundar, Thundar. that came <laughs> across that she was like, "You, I'm going to give you the mantle of He-Man." So you think that you think that after Thundar becomes a real boy, he just goes on a total fuckathon? Yes, just like making all these royal houses across Earth. And I and I think that he yes like. Um, uh, Genghis Khan. Like Genghis Khan, yeah. Yeah, he's got like 20,000 <laughs> descendants before he passes away. Like and half. Not, and and yeah. not all of them are human. That's the reason why Skeletor has the same body as He-Man. Right. And that's the reason why everybody's jacked. It's because they all have the DNA of Thundar. In Thundar. So like half the Earth is just like bronzed, muscle-bound men with blonde <laughs> wigs on. They... Yes. <laughs> Exactly. They're not wigs. I At that point, perfect. it's just part of their DNA. That's true. And, and, and I would actually argue that though they do have. You think the wig is part place. of their DNA? No, they no, a, they're not. They get a DNA wig. They're just part of their DNA. They're just all blonde, uh, bowl cuts, froppy bowl cuts. Yeah. I would say that that though nineteen seventies bowl yeah. cuts. Though there are weapons everywhere, and though they're constantly fighting Skeletor, though. 
I would say that Skeletor is actually the only quote-unquote bad guy on this planet, and he organizes all the other bad guys, but his is the only faction that is going against the norm, and otherwise, Eternia is actually rather peaceful. It acts as a hub of trade throughout the entire multiverse. I'll even go one step further, and Skeletor was bullied as a kid because (laughs) he had a skull face, and it turned him bitter against the world because all of these blonde wiggy <laughs> fucking well, guys made fun of a, him and he had this poor skull face and he was bullied adam i'm i'm on board I took it one that step too far amazing <laughs> no adam yeah. and, and, adam you've and, really you've done it's disgusting what you did in the interest of closing this as fast as possible i think that that's brilliant and i agree with you <laughs> so we're talking about thunder is the end Thundar is now the end of our timeline. And the end no, of our He-Man timeline. Is. No, He-Man is. Yeah, no, He-Man, He-Man is, is now the end of our He-Man is now the end of our timeline on Counter Earth. So far. <laughs> we we have <laughs> many On many Counter other Earth. Earth. On Counter Earth, which is also also original Earth. Yeah, we have yes. we have more podcasts. No, no, it's happen. also True Earth. Yeah. True Earth. I'm sorry, yeah. True yes. Earth is Counter Ori- Earth. Original Earth and Earth Prime are a different thing. Okay, gotcha. And don't I mean, forget the- about Earth forty two. <laughs> Yes. That's in a future episode, people. Coming up on Amazingly Terrible. Next episode. Next time. Next episode. Next episode. So, do we want to do Captain Power next episode? Oh, coming up. Um, Yeah. Well, that's that's the question. Derek. See. Do you want to take Captain Power from me? Do you, do you want to pry Force, it out of my forcefully. cold, dead hands? <laughs> no, no, seriously, you want to do Captain Power? I, I, I would I would like to. Okay. David, what do we have to do to make this transaction stick? What do we have to do to make that legal? Um, show us your dick. You just have to say, I divorce you three yeah. times. <laughs> how about how about I show you Mike's dick? Uh, no. Seen it. Mm. Yeah, it's no big deal. I mean, no, it was special and wonderful it's, for me, but... It's no big deal. It's the big deal. <laughs> so long as I get duck tails, I don't care what the fuck you guys do. Oh, gross. Right after talking about your dick? Come on, man. Oh, <laughs> no, it, it doesn't matter. Like I'm just excited to talk about Captain Power. If you want to take it, Adam. No, no, no. That's the whole thing. I think he right? doesn't want to do it. I don't want to do it. That's the whole thing. Is it? Okay. He's so giving Dave, it to you. I'll take He's it. He's literally giving it to you. So take David, it. David, how, how do we make this kosher? What do we do to that? I mean, Make I think it's right now. The Lord. I just did the role for who's going to do the next episode, and okay. it's Derek. So All if right. you want to okay. switch and do whatever's coming up. Let's do that. Derek, you cool with that? Yeah, man. All right. Come on, Voltron. Derek, so, I, put, <laughs> I put your name down for Captain Power. Oh, and I'll be so fucking butthurt if it's Voltron. So tell right. me. Well, it's not going to be Voltron. But tell me what number 218 is. Damn, we're all the way down to 218? I didn't well, realize we is... had 218 on here. No, no, we don't. Uh, we... Yeah, we do. Two... It, it, it's, it's, no, it's, that's in the wait list. It's my new special index. <laughs> oh, shit. It's a special index. Do we not get to see that? No, it's you have to go to the random index number in row G. Column oh. G. Gotcha. So... There's no 218. 
So it's the next highest one. 219. Highlander. Oh, 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 oh boy. <laughs> yeah. All right. I chose wisely on this one. I am all about the Highlander. All right. Highlander the cartoon. I am Duncan McLeod of the Clan McLeod. 1994 through 1996. There can be only one. 40 episodes. Surprised I got 40 out of it. I don't even remember that show. I don't think I ever saw it. I remember the show. I don't think I ever saw the the cartoon. I watched the show religiously. Dan is spinning in his grave. He is. (laughs) Dan isn't dead yet. No, but he's 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 testing out gravesides today. He's testing out gravesites today. Yeah, yeah. So. Okay. So he's, <laughs> he's testing grave spinners. He's literally in graves spinning around, just testing them out. God, I hated the 90s. Oh, I'm okay. excited about Highlander. <laughs> Why do we re- relive this That's part awesome. of my horrible history? God. All right, Highlander, the animated series. Episode oh, it's 20- animated. Never mind. Okay, that's Epi- yeah. Episode 24, I have Tricks of the Mind. All right. Are we sure we can get this, David? We are not. We're not going to be able to get it. <laughs> we're not sure. We're not sure. Okay. So we're we're doing uh, Captain Power next week, right? Yes. Yes. We sending this one to bed. Shall we do our closing? Sure. Yeah. So for amazingly terrible, I have been amazingly wrong by watching the wrong episode. And I've been Adam, so it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Hope you have a great weekend. Bye-bye. <laughs> weekend? Uh, I'm pretty sure people download these on Monday. Yeah. Uh, okay, then I hope you have a great week and the end of it. <laughs> Bye-bye. For Amazingly Terrible, stay safe. I'm Matt. For Amazingly Terrible, I'm Derek. See you next week. For Amazingly Mike, I'm David. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey, go down the hole. Oh, Wait, he's no, he's be, back. Yeah. He's going to be so sorry he missed that. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you're just in time to do your outro. Say goodbye, Mike. Goodbye, Mike. Perfect. Perfect. Nice. Amazingly Terrible is produced by David Marks. Send your emails to monotonouslyterrific at amazinglyterrible.com. Music by Josh Woodward. doing favors, what's the catch? A little demand, He-Man.